Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of CoreCentric Conversations. Why spend analysis? I'm Kelly Barner, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today, my guest is Diego De La Garza, Senior Director of Global Services and Delivery at CoreCentric. Diego is a three-time supply and demand chain executive pro to know, winner of the Council for Supply Management's 2016 Emerging Leader Award, and he brings over a decade of industry experience to the table. Welcome, Diego. Hi, Kelly. Thank you for having me. You are very welcome. Uh, So our primary topic for today is spend analysis. And although we are barely going to scratch the surface of this enormous topic in the next 15 minutes, I do have some questions that I'd like to ask you based upon your extensive experience in the field. So if you don't mind by starting us off, just share with the listeners a bit about your background and tell us why you're so passionate about spend analysis. Absolutely. Thank you again, Kelly. Um, You know, I've been working on um, the procurement and strategic sourcing space for, I believe, 12 years now. Um, and before that, uh, you know, my background was on finance and international business. And so I've always been really interested in, in understanding, you know, the mechanics of how, um, how we can produce value, right? From, from an international perspective, from a uh, finance perspective, you know, looking at numbers, looking at data, um, and making sure that uh, we can drive strategic decisions from, from them. And, you know, as I joined the procurement space, um, in the strategic sourcing world, uh, you know, over a decade ago, you know, I really found that applicability uh, in, in, in looking at data. Um, you know, the, the genesis of, of our services and, and, and the core-centric space has been, you know, identifying where, you know, consolidation makes this, where, where savings uh, could potentially be achieved, uh, you know, where value can be created just by looking at uh, how a company spends money and, and what behaviors are driving and uh, ultimately being able to impact those behaviors and seeing it reflected back on, on the data, you know, months or years later. Uh, and so it's, it's always been very interesting to me how you can really tangibly measure, um, you know, uh, decisions based on, on what, you look, what you do when you look at data, what you uh, do when you look at spend, uh, and the decisions that you make based on, on, on what that data is telling you. So, it's been 10 years, and it feels like it's been 10 days. <laughs> well, and it, it is interesting, right? Because if, if there's anything that you could say about the procurement world, especially from a technology and data perspective, spend analysis is probably the strongest link between the tangible details that we have, the proof of our work, the proof of the value that we bring, but the connection between that and very high-level strategic thinking based on the understanding that it supports. So given that you've talked about certainly savings and value as connected to spend data and all of the enterprise-level behaviors that it drives, how would you talk about the value of spend analysis in terms of how it supports C-level strategic thinking, especially when we think about how the transparency that spend analysis enables can really support those high-level strategic and directional decisions? Oh, absolutely. That, that's a great question. Um, and I actually have a, a couple of um, examples that I can think of uh, based on, you know, current engagements that we have with, with some of our customers. But 
Um, to your point, spend analysis, you know, can be looked at from many different angles. When you, you know, simply look at um, supplier spend or, or line item detail, um, you can look at, right, what is the product or service that the company purchased and how much did, you know, that we purchased that for uh, and where did we buy it from. Um, and, you know, you can determine whether that was compliant or not That's the, to, in an initial level of that analysis. Um, the next level is, you know, you start looking at consolidation opportunities, right, which is where strategic sourcing typically comes in, um, and you start looking at the supply base and say, okay, you know, we, we may have the ability to leverage some of the spend uh, if we put it on this other supplier or we move things around. Um, there's yet another level that talks about, you know, are we, are we doing something with the way that we buy um, that may help us streamline operations, right? So, yeah. um, Buying, you know, differently from uh, different comp- uh, different um, sites or different plans or different offices, different locations. You start looking at regionality. You start looking at geography. You start looking at uh, patterns. And then, you know, when you get to the C level, uh, I think what you you start to get interested in is in compliance, right? Uh, and spend analysis can really tell you a lot about. Uh, buying behavior, you know, how much, uh, how much you're losing from not abiding by the contracts or the pricing agreement that you have in place because you see, you know, you probably negotiated a, uh, an MRO contract a couple of years ago with great pricing, yet you still see a lot, uh, you know, coming from, you know, uh, down the street type of store and, and, and why are we not sure. buying the way that we should be buying. Um, and it's exactly what happened with one of our customers. You know, they, they, they brought us in and say, here's our spend. You know, what is sales spend going to look like? Um, and what do we do with it? So going back to, to that C-level piece, you know, which is the most critical element of it is when you start looking at compliance, right? Uh, and the buying behaviors and, and the opportunity for you to, you know, eliminate low spend is, is, you know, probably one of the first steps that, you know, I would say uh, a C-suite, uh, type role we start looking at uh, a spend. Uh, and I think it's um, a, a really good example to bring on board. We had a client who, uh, you know, had a, had to take a look at their spend file uh, because they were concerned with the tail spend, you know, 30 plus million dollars in, in what they consider tail spend uh, and what to do with that and how do you capture value from such a large amount of, uh, yeah. of spend that is going in all those different places, right? Um, and so, you know, I started to think about, well, yeah, you have the ability to probably leverage, you know, new catalogs or uh, eliminating your, your payments on P-cars, which, you know, in some cases are a great mechanism, mechanisms for payment, but in other cases they can really drive by road spend because everybody who has one uh, can go and buy, you know, anything. And, and how do you make sure that the levels of authority are in place and that the right delegation is in place? So you start to think about all these things, and, and when you look at it from a high-level perspective, all these little pieces of the puzzle may translate into significant value for the organization. So um, I, I believe that when you look at spend historically, you can start to look at those patterns and, and start thinking about resolution and strategies that you can put uh, you know, uh, ahead of the organization and ultimately drive value. So whether that is additional cost savings, whether that is risk mitigation, uh, and you can even go uh, another layer, which is, is that piece, right, is, is that risk component. If you understand who you're buying from, if you understand uh, your, your supply base as this should be versus what it, it's actually um, 
level S, you can determine what your exposure is to certain categories, to certain industries. Um, you can take spend analysis to any, any layer and at any level you want. Uh, but it just starts with something as simple as what are we buying, where are we buying it from, to how do we create value, how do we create compliance, how do we enable visibility, how do we eliminate rogue spend, how do we consolidate and, and really start building up a supply relationship management program, right? If you have the ability to come to your suppliers and talk to them about, uh, you know, increasing spend but also increasing uh, compliance in the way that they, you know, uh, they uh, provide the services and the way that they get paid, you can start thinking about solutions like supply chain financing. So there's all these different angles that you can take just from looking at your spend and, and from trying to drive strategic behavior from it. And I see, I really enjoy that connection between the idea of the data and the behaviors. Because I think if there's anything that has limited, that has limited the total potential impact of spend analysis, it's truthfully been people, whether in procurement or outside, looking at spend analysis and saying, oh, that's trying to drive by looking in the rear view mirror, right? That already happened. We can't influence it. And yet when we convert our thought process and we don't think about these spend details specifically as you know, something we're trying to manage, right, because it, it has already happened if we can see the record of it, instead looking at it as evidence of behaviors towards risk in SRM, around compliance, right? And I think that gives us an interesting opportunity to start to look at, okay, if we consider the spend first and then the behaviors that drove that spend, how would you say we can actually start working in the opposite direction and saying, okay, based on our changes in risk appetite, based on the levels of compliance, great example you gave around, you know, what types of behaviors a, a P-card program is driving. How can procurement take the evidence as seen in spend analysis and actually start working cross-functionally to modify the behaviors so that going forward we look at spend analysis and we see a very different picture? Yeah, no, absolutely. There's there's two ways that I would I would think about you know getting getting things in motion. Um, the first one would be uh, a pretty tactical analysis of your spend, right? So you really have to understand you know where you've been in order for you to find where you want to go. Um, so thinking about that, you know, a category station classification of suppliers, uh, understanding yeah. categories, and where you know just opportunity may lie, right? You you might identify you know, low-hanging fruit things that you can, you know, quickly turn into a, you know, um, new program or negotiate with a couple suppliers. And so you can always build up a roadmap that is pretty focused on, on strategic sourcing, right? But as you look at that roadmap, as you look at the different waves, the different categories that you're going to tackle over the course of the year, then I would do another analysis on top of that just to understand whether we have the capabilities internally to drive some of the behaviors uh, that are required to implement some of those solutions. So to give you an example, and, and I think this is a pretty relevant example these days, uh, in the logistics category, right? That, that's a typical category where everybody believes there's always a ton of opportunity, and it's a highly volatile category. If, if you look at, uh, you know, the different categories within logistics and how you want to consolidate maybe your carrier base or maybe, you know, negotiate on your small parcel or whatever other categories you may include within the logistics space, you have to think about the resources that you have, their capabilities, 
um, uh, to negotiate uh, the right deals, and then your ability to actually process the transactions uh, with with uh, the right level of efficiency and effectiveness, right? So you may even consider what type of technology um, you have within the organization that may enable that to, to put in place, right? We have a lot of customers who, you know, with, with the current crisis, they come to us and say, hey, we, we need savings and, and we need, you know, to, to accommodate um, everything that we're doing in order to produce those savings so we can reinvest, you know, on our uh, payroll or, or just, you know, mitigate our risk or pay debt, whatever you want. Um, but the first question, you know, we ask them is, well, how are you going to make sure that those savings are sustainable? And yeah. they're silenced every time because they don't, they <laughs> haven't done that second level, right, of, of analysis. And I think that's the critical piece. You can always identify categories you want to go after, but you actually have to think about from, from your spend, right, what behaviors you've incurred that have uh, put you in a position where, where you want to go. It's not, it's not sustainable. It won't be able to be implemented, right? There's a reason why people um, buy the way they buy, right? And when rogue behavior is identified, uh, as part of the organization is because that's the easier thing to do. You want the easy process to be the right process, not the wrong process. Um, so spend analysis will give you visibility to those two things. So again, two very key components from a roadmap perspective. Definitely understand the categories, identify that opportunity, but ultimately understand where you are in the organization from a people perspective, from a technology perspective, and from a process perspective, to be, to be able to enable those savings to be captured. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's funny as I, I listen to you talk about that, and I agree, those are, those are great examples. A couple of words that you included in there sort of made my mind jump ahead to something else that procurement talks about an awful lot, and that is transformation, of course, right? So when you talk about focusing on procurement's capabilities, when you talk about looking at process and the role of technology and bringing all of the pieces in the enterprise together, if an organization makes the decision to invest in spend analysis, but they're also on their own transformation journey, right? And everybody's digital transformation journey is a little bit different, but they're focused on making forward progress in that area. How would you say that investing in spend analysis can either guide or provide momentum for a digital transformation journey that's already underway? Oh, that's a great question. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, what we do and, and what we see, and, and spend analysis for, for what we do is it's absolutely the genesis, right? And um, what we tell our customers is if, if you don't know your spend data, um, you don't really know how to enable your corporate strategy because um, that how everybody's getting paid. That's how your, your supply chain is being enabled. So um, any company, any organization that is um, trying to go into a, um, uh, you know, digitalization strategy and, 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 and making the investment, uh, everything should start with spend analysis, right? Because it, it will enable everything that follows that. And then the path, the way that we see it um, is you understand your spend, you know, you understand where opportunity might be, and then you can start putting in um, other pieces of technology in a place, whether that is, you know, e-sourcing platforms or, or P2P platforms. Uh, a lot of, in a lot of cases, you may actually go from spend analysis to contract lifecycle management because um, you want to know whether your contracts are and be able to tie that into uh, your supplier relationships. And, and then with that, your, your uh, you know, supplier relationship management module. So 
the, the, the spin analysis will give you that initial um, visualization of what the next level of technology for your organization should be. Ultimately, a company that's fully digitalized would have a full, you know, um, model that, that enables a, a full source to pay uh, component, right, uh, within the organization that is completely uh, technology enabled. Uh, but spend analysis would be the first part. It is, is, is going to give you an opportunity to find your tailspin, which in, the, in many cases may actually tie to, to your payment platform uh, and how you're, uh, you know, enabling those, those suppliers to, to be paid and, and how many one-time suppliers you have and keep that under control because why are you buying from Lowe's and, and, and Home Depot when you have a deal with Ranger? Right, and, and why are you buying from Amazon when you have a, a, a deal with Fastenal McMaster? And, and you start seeing all those names, you might start to see the ability to put the right uh, plugs of technology and then tie with each one of them the right process, the right policy, the right procedure, and the right support team. So, you know, the way that we see it, uh, it is, is like I said before, Start understanding your spend. You will understand yourself. You will understand your behaviors. You will almost be able to understand by asking a couple of questions, why are we doing things that way? Uh, and then what should be the next natural step from the technology perspective? Um, and based on your priorities, based on, on the strategic goals of the organization, maybe it is uh, driving savings. And maybe what you need is to do more strategic sourcing because there's so much opportunity. So it may make sense for you to implement a new sourcing platform. But maybe it's not. Maybe it's tying it to compliance and to those contracts. And what you need is a contract lifecycle uh, management system and a good repository. So maybe you want to go in that direction. Um, so, you know, there's different angles you can tackle. There's different uh, avenues to, to explore. Um, but ultimately, you know, the goal should be plugging in all those pieces of the puzzle. So ultimately, after your investment is done and, and everything is said and done, you have a fully enabled source to pay operation with the right technology underneath that. Well, and it's interesting because we, we started this conversation with sort of the hypothetical question, why spend analysis? And I don't think I could put it any better than, than you just did, that in fact everything should start with spend analysis because you can't truly understand yourself and your behaviors as an enterprise until you understand the spend that you can see. So, Diego, thank you so much for joining us today and for providing your insight and your expertise in the area of spend analytics. Kelly, thank you for the opportunity to talk about it. As you may be able to tell, it's a very passionate topic for me, and, and I hope people can see the value in it. And so thank you as well to everyone who's listened in today. Be sure to tune in to our next CoreCentric conversation. Until next time. Thanks for joining this CoreCentric conversation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change in source-to-pay at your organization. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C.com. Corecentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation.